Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, and you just entered the database. And as Pesach is upon us, we have already begun sending out some Pesach content, and we have plenty of exciting more materials to come, including today's issue of Real Talk Torah, which is on the topic of the Haggadah, and whether or not we have been reading it the right or wrong way all of these years. So what exactly do I mean? Well, first of all, we have to consider what, in fact, the Haggadah is, and how exactly we are supposed to use it, and how do we use it. So let's let's backtrack a little bit. The Haggadah, in terms of defining the book, so the word Haggadah is related to the word Magid, which means to tell over, to relate something, and the word Magid obviously comes from the Chumash, where the Torah delineates the command of the Higadita Levincha, that you are supposed to relate to your children the story of Pesach. We also find the expression of Sipur, um, that which is how the mitzvah is classically formulated. We have there, there are, I guess, two aspects of the mitzvah. There's Sipur is Yes Mitzrayim. That doesn't matter who's there in the house at the time. You're supposed to tell over the story, even one man amongst himself, Lo'aleinu, but he's supposed to speak out the story of Pesach which might be an interesting exercise, though um, we don't hope that anyone has to do that. Maybe there were people that had to do that last year. Um, a lot of us had a more, um, you, could, you might call it a more lonely or a more quiet Pesach, though for some it might have been very intimate. For, for me, it definitely was. But that said, there's the Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that we tell over the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and then there's the Higaratel Avincha, which is perhaps just as, if not more important, um, but that is the telling it over to your children, and obviously that uh, makes way for um, a very different kind of a conversation than you might have with any other individual, <clears throat> the way you communicate the story of Pesach. So that's going to obviously change, and there's this constant balance that we have to strike. Be that as it may, the Haggadah is supposed to be a guide towards those mitzvos. Um, it's not just a guide towards those mitzvos, it's also a guide towards the other mitzvos of the day. That, you know, we have, you know, Kadesh through Nirza is basically getting us through how, and it, you know, it has not just Magid, it has all of the different obligations of the night, from the Diraisa to the Dirabanan, and to many Minhagim in between. But that said, we sometimes get lost in this, uh, in, in you know, in the world of the Haggadah and the world of Leil Seder, Seder night, we sometimes, maybe perhaps just a little bit, we get lost and lose a little bit of focus. Conversations on at any dinner table can go just about anywhere, and we, there is a lot of time spent on different aspects of the, the Haggadah, and it might be worth it for us to consider what's the Iker and what's the Tafel. Right? There are a lot of people that go into Seder night being really either excited or being very, um, I guess, enthused about the idea of it being a night of Divrei Torah. Now, I'm not going to go against that because, of course, it's a night of Divrei Torah, but it's not a night of Divrei Torah per se, right? There are different kinds of Divrei Torah. There are Divrei Torah that might be Hashkafic. There are some that might be Halachic. There are some that might be Lamdish. There are some that might be off-topic. There are some that might be um, you know, in depth, some might be very simplistic, and the point is that we cannot lose the forest for the trees on Seder night because it's a night that's supposed to be focused on the story of Sipur Yetzias Mitzrayim. 
Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't important halachic aspects to consider. In fact, we do have to elaborate on the halachos of of Seder night, especially because some of those are actually infused within the sipur. For example, um, you know, speaking about the matzah and the carbon pesach and, and the maror, it's not just that you tell the story and also eat these things. We do have to elaborate on these things, as Rabbi Gamliel famously said. It happens to be machlokas if you don't if you don't um, elaborate on pesach matzah and maror. So what didn't you fulfill? Uh, there are two different camps in the Rishonim. Some say it means you didn't fulfill the sipur yisias mitzrayim. Some say it means no, you didn't fulfill the pesach matzah and maror. Meaning even by eating them, it's not enough if you didn't speak about them. That said. Every word of Sipur Tzias Mitzrayim, of course, has the same schar of Divrei Torah, and every mitzvah, every every word of Divrei Torah is a mitzvah, but it's not a night of necessarily, you know, exciting, thought-provoking Divrei Torah. It should be, again, the forest and the trees. The goal is to speak about the the, the maisim of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the nisim that he performed, the story of Tzias Mitzrayim, and of course the Divrei Torah that come with it, but not to, again, um, to, to mistake and and lose focus on what on what the night is about. Like of course, um, anything that keeps everyone engaged, we want to keep people engaged. So, if it's a long um, halachic discourse, which may or may not have relevant factors for everyone who's sitting at the table at that moment. So you have to really be careful because that might be veering away from the main thing that we're supposed to be discussing, which is you know uh, the things that Hashem had done on that fateful night in Mitzrayim. But going back to what the Haggadah is, the Haggadah is supposed to be a guide to that endeavor. It's supposed to be a manual. And the reason why this is important and why I think people make a lot of uh, you know, people make mistakes is that the Haggadah is treated more as a scripture or, you know, or a screenplay. The, the whole the meaning the, the the point is that you know it's it's not like oh we're supposed to act out oh who who's the smart son or the wise son who's the wicked one and, and and so on and so forth that's not what it's supposed to be it's not we're not acting things out and it's it's not about and yes people you should read the text of the Haggadah I'm not recommending that anyone don't read the text of the Haggadah but not to get bogged down on every last word in the Haggadah. Because a lot of the Haggadah is supposed to be an instruction manual for how to do Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the other mitzvahs of the night. And we treat it like a scripture that has to be darshaned every little word, every gematria. And if it keeps people engaged, right, we want to keep people engaged. And that's something that you always have to know in life, especially if you're leading a Seder. You've know, you got to know your audience. So this is something that you know, we've spoken about in Baltzvila Workshop and it's going to come up again. But the you know you want to keep people engaged, but you also want to pe- keep people engaged in the topic, right? Because you know you could say uh, you could imagine a, a teacher in the front of a classroom who decides that he's going to put on a clown suit and he's going to put on a bunch of wacky videos on on the smart board in the classroom so that everyone will, will continually be engaged. But if you don't put the lesson in there and um, the lessons that are directly relevant to Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim or whatever the subject matter is, so you can't call yourself a teacher. You, you, you can engage everybody. But, um, you know, there are a lot of things we do on Seder night to get children to ask. But if you don't have an, um, a sufficient answer and how it relates to what you're doing and what you're trying to communicate, so then that's an empty endeavor. Um, that's, uh, that's an empty um, tool. 
and just as ineffective as a teacher who's just going to be a clown in the classroom the whole time and never get the lesson out, never get the subject matter out. If you want to be an effective communicator, it's not just enough to have a focal point and, and, and a gimmick, but you actually have to have the content. So, um, you know, in terms of the Haggadah, you know, we have to, you know, not, not, not lose sight of what the Haggadah is. And since the Haggadah is supposed to be a manual and a guidebook to the, 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 the mitzvahs of the night, it actually makes a lot of sense, the minhag that we have, of reading the Haggadah on Shabbos Haggadol. Now, we're going to have a whole episode of this podcast devoted just to Shabbos Haggadol, what exactly it is, how it got its name, many different opinions um, out there, some which will compel you, some which might not as much compel you. But the point is that the whole point of the Haggadah, you look at the Haggadah, so much of the Haggadah, even in the text, some of the text which we like to sing about, some of the text which we like to um, you know, read about all the time and maybe we never think as we're reading it, a lot of it is just instructions. Even the stories, a lot of the stories about rabbis in the Haggadah are, are really part of the instructions telling you how to do the mitzvah properly. The reason I point this out is that we might lose focus and think and, and you know and be overly concerned about who's playing the wicked son, who's playing the wise son, and um, stories about rabbis growing um, you know long white beards at age eighteen, which you know there's a, there's an interesting time and place for discussions like that. And uh, but the point is that a good and effective seder is one that's focused on the main points of the night. So if you if you read the Haggadah well in advance before Pesach you will know which parts of the Haggadah are actually instructions and which parts are the main parts. And the parts that are the main parts are often the parts that get less attention. Consider Arami Obiravi. A good Baal Haggadah, a good um, um, a leader of the Seder, a good Masader, will be somebody who will actually be able to help walk the people at the Seder through the main part, which is the part that darshans the story, the Arami Obiravi, the Tzayil Mad part of the Haggadah, which by and large, I think, gets the least attention from people at the Seder. So the reason why this is important is that whoever's leading the Seder, and even if you're not leading the Seder, but you're going to be a participant in someone's Seder, you should look at that text, look at which parts of the Haggadah are instructions, look at which parts of the Haggadah are the main part, try to figure out what the main parts mean, because that's the part that is the is the, the icker part of the mitzvah. So what exactly... Um, makes a, for a great Haggadah or an effective Haggadah. So what I would say is that you want a Haggadah that promotes Sipur and like everything else does not distract from it. So I would say in general it's good to have something that's Pshat oriented that gives you the Pshat of the story. And yes, Drash and Remez and Sod are, are, can be effective here and there. But not 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 if it's if it's becoming a distraction from the basic understanding of the story, which is supposed to help us um, understand Hashem's um, deeds that He did for us, to be thankful for those deeds that He did to us. That would be the that would be the ikker. And in that vein, I would let you know right now ahead of time that you can consider this episode of Real Talk Torah as an intro. And a teaser and a sneak peek for a new 
Pesach panorama that's coming up, which will hopefully walk us through the Haggadah. More on that before we finish. But in the meantime, I would say that a great, um, a great few Haggadahs that you might want to consider, if you want to understand the text, you want to understand the Haggadah, and which will help us understand the story. So there are a lot of Haggadahs which actually are given less attention, and there are plenty of Haggadahs that give more attention. Like you'll see, you know, people, you know, asking around, what's the, the newest and most exciting Haggadah now? And you find all, a whole different array. For, and the Haggadah is one of the most written on books, in, in, certainly in Judaism, but perhaps um, even outside Judaism. There are people that try to write on the Haggadah to try to give their commentary, try to, to make the Haggadah into something else. And I'll say that there are a lot of Haggadahs that I think are fun and exciting, but you have to be careful, especially at the Seder, and not be distracted by things that are irrelevant. So you might have a Haggadah that's themed based on a recent movie uh, or something like that. Um, I mean, maybe there's a, is, is there a Lord of the Rings Haggadah? I don't know. Now there's a Harry Potter Haggadah. And I'll say that as uh, myself, I was a big fan of Harry Potter. I read all of the Harry Potters and I even know the author of the Harry Potter Haggadah. I've heard him speak. I think he's, an, he's a, a very effective communicator and um, d- um, definitely a, a Talmud Chacham in his own right. And I'm not trying to bash the Harry Potter Haggadah or the, the, the unofficial Harry Potter Haggadah anyway. But my point is that the Seder Night is not about Harry Potter. It's not about any of the other characters from the series. And it's important that even if you have a Haggadah, uh, you know, a cute, exciting Haggadah that'll get people engaged and make people think. But the main point of, of Sipur Tzies Mestram, the night of Pesach, Lil Seder, is not about how Harry Potter ties into the Pesach story. So... You know, and this is not just a Harry Potter thing. This is, um, you know, this is for, you know, for any other thematic Haggadah, which might be cute, might be engaging. It might, you know, you might have a Haggadah that that has um, cute variations of the of the Pesach songs, whatever, whatever you're going to find, or interesting poetry. My point is, there are a lot of ways to distract yourself from the main and most important part of the Seder. And Lahavdil, on the other side of the spectrum, you have. For example, Haggadahs that are themed after Gedolim, right? Um, you, very often, um, you'll have a Gadol that passes away. And just a couple months later, they already have a Haggadah in his name. Now, sometimes the Haggadah is written up with Chidushim from this Gadol. Sometimes it's written with Divrei Torah. Sometimes it has stories. But that also can be a distraction. Now, yes, we want to be inspired and learn from the Gedolim. That's obviously true. And that, that's an important thing to keep in mind. Um, because, of course, what's the point of Leil Seder and Sipar Tzies Mitzrayim if it's not going to end with us becoming better Ovdei Hashem and being more thankful of Ovdei Hashem, having a more um, enriched relationship with Hashem from experiencing Sipar Tzies Mitzrayim? This is all true. But you have to be careful also even in this regard because um, the, the Pesach night is not about any one Gadol. It's not about any one Tana or Amora. It's not about any one individual. It's about us and our relationship with Hashem. And so, therefore... Um, there are many Haggadahs, um, you know, new new Haggadahs that sell very well because maybe they might it might be good in terms of merchandise, it might be good in terms of a book of Divrei Torah, but as a Haggadah, as an effective communicator of what you're supposed to be doing during the Seder, sometimes even there you could find some distractions. I remember there was a there was a particular Gadol Haggadah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not giving any names out, but basically. You know, in Chad Gadya, there when it was talking about the Torah or the ox, the shore, um, in the, in in Chad Gadya, there was a little um, a paragraph of a of a Dvar Torah um, or a Chiddush that that particular gadol said regarding Tsar Balichaim, which 
is an important topic in its own right. I don't think it's something that belongs in Chad Gadya because if you, you know if you want if you want a good commentary on Chad Gadya, look up what the Vilna Gaon writes about the symbolism of Chad Gadya. That's really what that part of the Seder is about. Um, you know, it's you know whatever the reason that that poem made it into the Haggadah, that song. The point is that there is spiritual and Pesach-related significance um, to the, to that part, and something about something else is not the point. And of course, like you know, you, they have these stories written above the gedolim. They want to put the and the chidushim. They want to put them somewhere. And a haggadah is something that sells. So as you know, as um, you know, coming from the standpoint of a seller, I totally understand why you would do that. But as as a as a consumer, as a customer, as a purchaser looking for something that'll help you, um, you know, with the with the. With, with the Haggadah and to understand Sipur Yas Mitzrayim, so it might be less oriented towards what you are looking for. So which Haggadahs do I recommend? Personally, um, I, I recommend the Torah Shleima Haggadah, which is one of the least exciting looking Haggadahs. It's in all Hebrew, but it has every source, Kemat. All the sources, the important and primary sources, from Rishonim to Achronim to, um, to well, anything that's said, like all the different Minhagim that are... That that are done at the Seder or on Pesach, they are all sourced in this Haggadah. I, I, you know, and I remember when I was in um, in Shana Aleph, my Rosh Hashiva Ravari Marcus, who has his own Haggadah, which I also recommend. I'll get to that soon. But he recommended the Torah Shlema Haggadah to me when I asked him which Haggadah I should get. At the time, I looked at it. and I'm like, this is just you know, it looks like a regular Sefer. There are no pictures in it, and they're you know, and I'm thinking like, well, what am I going to do with this? I'm so happy I got it. Um, I took his advice, I got it, and I, I've used it to, and it's helped me with my understanding of the Seder. I've written up different essays based on um, sources that I found there. Similarly, I would recommend the, so that's the Torah Shlema Haggadah, that's um, of Menachem Kasher. Um, it's probably one of the more inexpensive, but one of the most invaluable Haggadahs you'll get. Also, the Migdal Eder, which is a very nice, small, soft cover, but it's like a Mikraos Gedolos also for the Haggadah, the Migdal Eder. It has, uh, it has um, over 100 commentaries in it, and it, it gets, you know, again, it has sources for, for the different things. It's commentary right on the Haggadah text, so that would be great. Going back to my Rebbe Ravari Marcus, my Rosh Hashiva from Risha, um, he has a Haggadah, Despair to Destiny, which was written in easy English. Um, it's so well-rounded in terms of Pshad, Drash, Remesh, so it, it takes you all around. It answers almost every real question that you're, you're going to have on the Haggadah and on, on the, the Minhagim of Pesach. They are, they are all going to be addressed in this Haggadah, Despair to Destiny, by Ravari Marcus. So I definitely recommend it. Another interesting Haggadah, um, there's a historical Haggadah, which um, it was written by Rabbi Dr. Nachman Cohen. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's a little bit more academic. But if you like that, I would definitely recommend the historical Haggadah. It has interesting things about different girsos and the development of the Haggadah. So for example, for the four sons, it has like three or four different texts based on the, the Tanaic period of how exactly the, the four sons came to be. And of course, um, I, I would be remiss if I wouldn't mention uh, my, my, my other Rebbe in Rosh Hashiva of Jonas and Sachs' Haggadah, Chazon Leyamim, 
which gives you, you know, it has, in terms of any sheer klali that you would need on, on Pesach topics, and it also um, it gives you a panoramic view, gives you sources of different minhagim, different understandings of basic questions on the Haggadah. So those will all be found um, in the Chazan Liyamim. Um, it's Hebrew version. Um, is to my knowledge is no longer in print, but its English version is. So you get a hold of the English version. You're like, you know, great. You know, for, for, for most people, that's even better. So again, just to just to recap a little bit. So a sex uh, a successful seder is one that is going to be focused. Divrei Torah, yes, the stories of the gedolim, yes, but obviously on topic. Um, you know, you you want to make sure. That since you are trying to strike the balance of Sivaritzias Mitzrayim for everyone, so it's got everything's got to be age appropriate. So between yourself and and the conversations with the people around you, but do not forget about the children who are the main part. So this is why we have this balance. You know, whatever the kids are learning in their schools, it's a separate question of whether or not and how they're learning the the stories of the Haggadah and all the different parts of the Haggadah. But whatever they're working with, we have to try to keep them engaged. Um, so whatever they're speaking about, even or however relevant or irrelevant it is, we got to try to make it as relevant as possible, try to bring it back to the main topic, which is, you know, obviously Pesach and the story of Pesach and the Haggadah and Sipor Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So this is what we want to keep the focus on. So make sure everything is age appropriate. Try to be as much as Shavu Lechol Nefesh as you can, that everything is equal to well, to all people. And realize that since there's so many different individuals at the table, each person is going to need a different kind of, of, of conversation. And so we got to try to, you know, everyone's got to try to get attention, the right attention that they need for the intellectual and emotional experience of the Seder, the conversation, which might include a combination of Divrei Agada, Divrei Halacha, Divrei Hashkafa, and other such stories that will promote Sipur Tzies Mitzrayim. But that is really the goal. That is the goal of, of the Haggadah. That's the goal of Leil Seder. And um, again, it's very important to just be focused and not lose sight of it. Make sure that you know we're reading the Haggadah the right way, um, whether we're leading the Seder, whether we're participating in, in the Seder. And with that, I invite you, um, I invite you not necessarily to my Seder, though um, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you are in need, I guess reach out to me. We'll see what we can do. Um, but what I do invite you to is Pesach Panorama, where we are going to have a no-nonsense Haggadah guide that's going to break down the Haggadah in a way that perhaps you may have never had it broken down for you before. Because we're so familiar with the text, that's actually one of our disadvantages and weaknesses because we are a little bit lulled and desensitized to what each part of the Haggadah actually is, what it's doing, what each part means, why is it relevant, why is there such a long introduction to the actual mitzvah. It seems like we spend so much time introducing the mitzvah and not doing the mitzvah. Which part of the Haggadah should we focus on? Which parts should we, um, should we you know, focus on less? Which parts... Um, you know, um, um, you know how, how exactly the Haggadah is broken down from Kadesh through Nirza, what each part is really supposed to do. Why, in fact, Halal and Nirza seemingly have nothing to do with the Pesach story. So there's so much to discuss. There's really so much to discuss. And there will be chidushim. There will be uh, ideas in this particular shir that will blow your mind. It, it'll be, you know, perhaps, um, you know, might, might, might be up to an hour or less um, of real um, enriched understanding of the Haggadah. And I really cannot re- recommend it anymore. Um, you know, then, you know, among, among all the shurim that you'll find on this podcast, that one I don't think I can recommend anymore. Um, so definitely look out for Pesach Panorama in the coming days. And Be'ezras Hashem, um, I think that takes us 
through this introductory topic and gives you some food for thought and maybe has inspired you to take a, a real good look at the Haggadah and definitely to have one with you at Pesach Panorama will be a great start. Um, but for now, I think that's all the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. So in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thanks for joining us here at the Database.